When you live out there in the backwoods of Bumble, you gotta get up at the crack of crow piss in the morning just to make it to work on time. If you don't, the boss will be having a conniption fit. This week on All Tunes, we'll reach back into the past with Panu, jump into the present with Brayden V, celebrate Chinese New Year with Lucy Liu, and kick off Black History Month with the history-making Scott Parsons. Yous ready, PEI? Let's get her done! Prince Edward Island. I am your host, Adam Michael James, and you are listening to Isle Tunes for the week of February 4th, 2024. As of this recording, we're dealing with one of our famous PEI winter storms out there, so I'll attempt to melt your frozen hearts with a whiteout of songs recorded by island artists that run the gamut from the 70s to the present slushy day. And windy. Make that windy. A big thank you to all of you who migrated over to YouTube when this podcast became available there. If you're listening on the tube of you now, welcome! And, enter typical YouTube script here, why not hit subscribe so you can be notified when new episodes go up. That way you can bypass my endless social media posts that you know I'm going to keep posting. So let's jump in, shall we? I did not know, and you may not know either, that music education has existed in Acadia since the 1860s. The associated genre naturally brought customary songs over from France, and for generations much of the new music created by Francophone artists was composed in the traditional style. But there was a turn in the 1970s toward the more mainstream sounds of pop and rock, only layered with distinct Francophone stylings and, bien sûr, lyrics. This reinvention made its way to PEI, where then-teenagers Marcel Cassie, Paulette Arsenault, Patricia Richard, Michel Arsenault, and Wayne Robichaud got together to form Panou whose music, according to the liner notes of their debut album, Le Rue Sans Vide, was, quote, humorous and profound, steeped in tradition and sure to be trendy today, unquote. Remember, that's if today was 1984. Continuing on, their repertoire covered, quote, friendship, parties, love, and nuclear war, unquote. And hey, any cut that incorporates Michael Jackson and breakdancing is hee-hee with me. Going back 40 years is Panu with Mam Vian et Pepe fait du breakdancing. Mama, come here, Pepe is breakdancing on all tunes like Total Mall. Yeah. 
the party Everyone is there It's so good to see your face Wish we could share the same air We used to have fun We used to have fun But something's changed We used to have fun We used to have fun Things don't feel the same Spill a drink and soak it up But our jokes stay dry Punchlines linger in the room Can't seem to land them this time Because we're four decades out from when New Wave made its biggest wave, it doesn't mean it can't crash upon the shores of today's music and the shores of Altoons. Doug Hoyer with We Used to Have Fun from his 2021 album Getting Older. Maybe it's specific to his generation and mine, but there was something to hanging out pre-internet before technology both made everything easier and harder at the same time. There's also the heavy implication there in the lyrics that harkens back to how COVID confined interaction to video chats in its early days just four years ago. I guess it's open to interpretation, or maybe it's both. As for Doug, Getting Older was nominated for a Music PEI Award in 2022. 
Hey, stop looking at your reflection and listen for a moment. The name Absolute Losers might instinctively make you want to hold a right-handed L up to your forehead, but in this case, don't let the name fool you. Sam Langeal, Josh Langeal, and Daniel Hardinger are the titular post-punk trio who hit last summer with their debut album, At The Mall. Forming in 2019, these guys went on an Eastern Canada tour last summer promoting said album, which they say confronts various hardships without taking itself too seriously. A good way to be, in my opinion. How about we set up the first of two aural pairings by hipping you to the Absolute Losers track Mirror, and then completely flipping it on your ass by backing it with Mirrors from the 70s duo Gary and Dave. Two great tastes that taste great together? You decide as we venture into this... Spoke of friends I never knew And oceans 
Gary Weeks and Dave Beckett. Gary being the connection to the island, better known as Gary and Dave on Altoons. That was Mirrors from their 1973 album Together, the same album which boasts their hit Could You Ever Love Me Again that actually cracked Billboard's Hot 100 chart in the U.S. Both Gary and Dave were accomplished pilots for Air Canada after they left the music industry, and in 2005, a faith-based biography Could You Ever Love Me Again, The Gary Weeks Story of Forgiveness was published. Coming up, dreaming of Chinese New Year and studying PEI Black history with your musical professor, Scott Parsons. Solo artists are awesome enough on their own, but there are times when combinations of them mesh to create something that Goldilocks might call just right. Julie Arsenault was turning grass blue with her bluegrass album Broken Strings in 2012, and Danny Drew and tipped a hat to the island country scene with his albums It's Been a Long Week and Half a Pack from Friday. But talk about just right. Even though Julie and Danny had already been making music together for over a decade, in 2020 they came together to combine their considerable talents, which landed their first single on the CBC Searchlight Contest in 2021. That's the year they released their album Dreams, and here's its opener, Say a Prayer for the Lonely Ones, on Altoons. Hey, be like Elmo this week and check in on folks. Don't let them be lonely. In the darkness of time or two Couldn't find the light or the time of day Didn't feel like there was anything that I could do Didn't feel like there was anything that I could say 
Hey guys, it's your boy Ryan Flo, and you're listening to Isle Tunes.
wonder Kinley from her self-titled 2020 album that's I've got money coming on iTunes not only is that a reassuring statement of fact but it's good visualization fodder too Kinley must have visualized something right because she's been racking up music PEI and ECMA awards since she started releasing solo albums in 2016 and rightly so Maybe she might discover you at one of her famous open mic nights that she hosts at Baba's on Wednesdays I keep meaning to get over there but you know how it goes that's the Chinese salutation translating to wishing you great happiness and prosperity uttered during the Chinese New Year, which by our Gregorian calendar year of 2024 happens this Saturday, February 10th. Also called the Lunar New Year, this one ushers in the year 4722 on the Chinese calendar, the year of the dragon, and boy, it's going to be fire, at least over at the Eastlink Center, where the Chinese Society of PEI will be on the 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., hosting a celebration of the new year complete with food, art, music, and more, and it's open to everyone. Speaking of music, this isn't an official recording in any way, but I had to include it. Lucy Liu posted a video of herself 
herself playing the Chinese dulcimer, a sound you'll immediately know if you don't know the instrument itself, here she offers A Dream in Red Mansions, which was an 18th century novel by Cao Shui-jin that focused on the prosperity and decline of four feudal ruling class families. I don't know if this comes from its 1987 television adaptation, or its operatic adaptation, or if the same piece appears in both, but it's beautiful nonetheless, and all the more reason you should see Lucy Liu perform this live Saturday at the Eastlink Center, A Dream in Red Mansions, on Altoons.
soon as the record gets to spinning, I feel like I can fly. I'm floating higher than the ceiling. Ooh, what a feeling. Feels like I got no limits. Now we got no limits. No, we got no limits. Now we don't got no limits. No limits. Sold tickets, big business, no walls. No floors and no ceilings, only big dreams and ambitions. Funny, all this started with a bit of intuition. My entire life, I felt like I just never fit in. I always knew there had to be just something I've been missing. When you look into my eyes, you can see I got a vision. Destiny took over, it was never my decision. Now I got no minutes. The only time I talk is when we're talking digits. Every day I go and get it to the top is where I'm headed. Nothing's gonna stop me from accomplishing my mission. If you feel it, let me hear it. I feel like I can fly. I'm floating higher than the ceiling. Ooh, what a feeling. Feels like I got no limits. We got no limits. Now we got no limits. No, we got no limits. Barely got this thing started, I'm not thinking about the finish You know I got a goal and I won't stop until I hit it I got no limit, <laughs> no limit I brought a new sound, making smarter moves now Shout out to my friends and fam, I'll make all of you proud All aboard for takeoff, we're lifting off into the clouds Only stars above us when we're out here chasing planes around Haters hating, there's no doubt Keep on running off the mouth The turbulence won't change my route Can't bring my altitude down If you didn't catch my drift, I'm about to lift right off the ground Maybe I should spell it out more clearly N-O-L-M-I-T Ain't nobody stopping me and nobody's replacing me Good luck keeping pace with me, I'm headed straight to space full speed won't be weighed by gravity can fly away with Braden v from now until infinity there's nothing that can limit soon me. as the record gets to spinning i feel like i can fly i'm floating higher than the ceiling Ooh, what a feeling feels like i got no limits now we got no limits no we got no limits now we ain't got no limit Barely got this thing started I'm not thinking about the finish You know we got a goal And we won't stop until we hit it We got no limit Now we got no limit Producer, singer, and rapper Braden V with No Limits on Altoons. No Limits seems to fit Mr. V as a mantra as he tends to strip away the pretense many rappers layer into their rhymes in favor of lyrics that read more like journal entries, a daring move. While Braden V has released a bevy of singles over the past few years, last fall they came together in a traditional CD, Good Life, that made good by adding in some new tracks as well. Braden labels his songs as both cinematic and atmospheric, and I'm not seeing any reason to disagree with him. The This Week in PEI History segment will be back, pinky swear, as soon as there are some historical nuggets from this time of year to unearth. Where y'all at? While we're in the hip-hop groove, Van Gogh is an experimental hip-hop project that borrows from the genre known as plunderphonics, which in itself borrows from pre-existing material by reinterpolating it into something new, in a way that doesn't violate copyrights, which is quite the feat. 
In 2022, Van Gogh completed the collection vignettes for the RPM Challenge, a contest of sorts that encourages artists to record original music during the month of February. Totally didn't plan that association. Since the only two tracks I have from that project are not much over a minute each, how about combining them so Van Gogh gets a fair amount of time around here? This is Liftoff, followed by Admonitions on a decidedly electronic... Every four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle function. Discovery, go at throttle up. Vanguard Van Gogh with back-to-back sampledelic bangers. Yes, I made up sampledelic just now. Liftoff followed by admonitions. If, like Van Gogh, you want to enter the RPM Challenge only for 2024, visit rpmchallenge.com and see what you have to do to qualify. Time is weird in that anything in the present moment becomes history as soon as it passes. What I just said in the last sentence is now a part of history. Freaky, right? So the only way to make your histories memorable is to have memorable present moments. And from the standpoint of music on PEI, that's to be a part of history as the following solo artists and groups perform. I'll tell you when and where, and then we'll take a deep dive into PEI black history with the history-making Scott Parsons. In both cases, get ready to take notes. Thank you. 
Thursday, February 8th. It's a busy one here on the island. Scott Parsons, Songs and Stories of PEI Black History. That's playing at the Beaconsfield Carriage House in Charlottetown. Also on the 8th, High Voltage, an ACDC tribute band featuring Jeff Smith. That's at the Trailside Music Hall. Also on the 8th, Island Jazz Quartet featuring Malachi Roswell. That's at Baba's Lounge. And also on the 8th, Homegrown Harmony with Joanne Ford and Michael Buell. That's at the Cavendish Wellness Center in Montague. And that's a weekly open mic with featured performers that's going to be happening every Thursday. Friday, February 9th, High Voltage, they move to the Scott McCauley Performing Arts Center in Summerside. Saturday, February 10th, the Chinese Society of PEI Spring Festival Fair celebrating Chinese New Year is at the East Link Center. Winter Jazz 2024 with Nathan Wiley is at the Poorhouse. And also on the 10th, Irish Mython is at Copper Bottom Brewing in Montague. Looking into next week, February 11th, another busy day. Fiddler Sons is at Surrey Show Hall, of course, in Surrey. Also on the 11th, Island Jubilee Valentine's Special with Liam Corcoran and Kira Lone. They are at the Florence Simmons Performance Hall. And Valentine's Matinee, Kelly Mooney and Friends on the 11th at the Trailside. Valentine's Day, February 14th. Of course, it's Valentine's Songwriter Circle with Shane Pendergast, Nick Donoff, and Dennis Ellsworth at the Trailside. February 16th, it's Radiant Rural Halls from the Parlor with Julie Pellissier-Lush, Dylan Menzie, and more at the Glen Allidale Schoolhouse in Trackety Cross. Also on the 16th, Trevor Lowell Clements and the Barncat Poetry Beat there at Baba's Lounge. February 17th, Brooke and Brad, Country Classics with Brooke MacArthur and Brad Milligan there at the trailside and finishing up on the 17th it's Norder at Baba's Lounge All right, now, as I hope you guys all know, February is Black History Month, and no one has done more to uncover and commemorate PEI Black History than the man you're about to hear from right here. His storied career spans five decades and has taken him to enough places that your passport would be jealous. Uh, he was men uh, mentored by Gene McClellan, and he uses his variety of talents, which, in addition to his self-styled Rastacadian approach to music, includes the stage, broadcasting, and puppetry to help at-risk youth and teach black history to kids and adults alike. Uh, he'll be touring Island Schools next week with his Songs and Stories of PEI Black History show, which will also be presented to the general audiences at Beaconsfield this coming Thursday, February 8th. I have the unique privilege and honor to speak to none other than Scott Parsons here in the Altoon studio, otherwise known as my basement. Scott, it's a genuine thrill that you're here. Hey, Michael, nice of you to have me in. I'm glad, I'm glad that you're here. Um, now, uh, we could talk about your musical odyssey, uh, your travels, the awards, your honors, uh, the many projects and groups and bands you've been involved with, but that would fill up the whole podcast. Um, so what I really want to know is how you got started, uh, even before Gene McClellan took you under his wing. What led you to music, and how did you discover this immense talent that you have? Uh, mm, okay. Uh, my father played guitar at home. He was didn't play in public. Uh, he carried a guitar with him all the way through World War II um, overseas. So as a little kid, I found a picture of me at two years old and my oldest brother's holding me. And I focused, you know, I zoomed in on this old picture, an old black and white picture. And uh, I was holding a little tiny plastic guitar. And that's my father's influence. And he, uh, you know, he wanted me to learn to play guitar. And uh, 
in elementary school, we were given a choice between learning to play a recorder oh, I remember that. or a ukulele. So I immediately went with the ukulele, played the ukulele, then started playing guitar. Once I uh, got a little bit bigger, my hands would fit the fretboard. And uh, that's pretty much how I got started. It was just playing uh, at home. And uh, my brother had a guitar, and uh, I'd use his guitar to play until I got my, was old enough to get my own, you know? How did you end up connecting with Gene McClellan, and, and what influence did he have on you and your music? Uh, well, um, I met Gene through uh, uh, some good friends of mine's family. I was friends with the kids in the family, and their dad, Jack McAndrew, uh, was Gene's manager at the time. So I was just around, we were just kids around Gene, and uh, um, Gene, once I got a little bit older than that, um, Gene would let me hike out to his house in the country and and uh, sit in and listen to all these famous musicians he had, you know, uh, in from Toronto to play or in from L.A. to play with them. And uh, Gene was always very encouraging for me, you know. And Gene was totally gracious. And like I say, he had just become a big superstar. And I was too young to know I shouldn't bother him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so very nice with Gene. And then we just became friends after that in our lives, like just throughout a bunch of years. And then I played, you know, um, I tried playing guitar with him and it wasn't working. I'd be going like, and like I do that. And so I switched to bass and played bass with Gene on a bunch of, bunch of shows. And, and that worked much better for us. Yeah. We are talking uh, to Island legend, Scott Parsons here on iTunes. Let's focus now on the subject of black history, uh, more specifically Island black history. Um, what inspired you to delve into it and to heighten awareness of it on the Island? Well, I, uh, had moved, uh, back to Prince Edward. I'd been living out west for quite a while. And uh, I came back here and I was living right on the sort of corner of Houston and where Brighton Road starts. Mm. And uh, the friend of mine, uh, Jim Hornby, uh, wrote a book called uh, Black Islanders. And I was reading his book. And as I'm reading the book, I realized I'm living in the bog. I was my apartment right where I was living there was was part of the bog. And the bog was a... was a, a black a, neighborhood. It was what they called the black neighborhood in Charlottetown. And it sort of ran from, you know, Brighton and Houston Street there and Rochford Street all the way down to the waterfront, like pretty much down to Water Street. And that whole area, um, like where the um, government buildings are, the mm -hmm. provincial government buildings are, that whole area was the bog. So I was reading my friend's book and um, I read the story of... A, a guy that was here in 1785, his name was Jupiter Wise. So that's what we called my band for a bunch of years. Um, I, wrote a, I wrote the song Jupiter Wise. And uh, just from that point on, I realized that the stories of Black Islanders, nobody here mentioned it, not in the history books. Um, it was just not talked about. And I remember one of my... Uh, my mother's friend saying, Scott, please don't write songs and stir up trouble. I said to my mom's friend, I said, I have to, you know, I have to write these songs. So I started there and then I found my little niche uh, um, as a musician and just kept on writing over the last 30 years uh, songs of PEI Black History. You know? yeah. And uh, as a bookend, your most recent album on the subject, The Gates of No Return, Songs of PEI Black History, just came out in... 2022 overall um the last 30 years 
Um, what has PEI reaction been given? Uh, it's mostly a white audience here. Uh, the response has been actually very good because a lot of people had no idea that there were any black people in their ancestry. It had just been kind of hushed. whitewashed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, shall we say? <laughs> um, a lot of people here just had no idea. I mean, a lot of the families did know, though, right? A lot of people, and, and most of those families are still here. So I thought it was really necessary to write these stories so that people became aware. Um, also, the contributions that black people made weren't just like, all court from court records it seemed like they're all doing just bad stuff but the contributions that everyone made like women here uh the black women here birthed children they fed everybody they did the laundry they cooked and they cleaned and all the men worked together back then like you know they out to the woods and everybody worked together and uh, so there was there was no really overt racism then really very little here because there had been really no no really strong black community to uh, to keep things alive, right? Seventeen yeah. hundreds, you know, there were there were black people here since the seventeen hundreds. And I mean, PEI, who knew? Um, most people, like, well, it just didn't get talked about. So really, not many people knew that, except anyone who had you know black ancestry that they were aware of. Right. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, so now people do know because of you. Well, not just me. There's uh, been a lot of people well, of course, with but that, I mean, but, you certainly uh, you certainly helped amplify that knowledge yeah. and and uh, um, tying that into um, teaching people, especially young people. You've been in rehearsals uh, for your songs and stories of PEI Black History Show. Um, that's going to tour, I believe, through six local schools in the coming week and make a stop at Beaconsfield that like we're talking about. On the actually, where all the shows are at Beaconsfield, the, oh, the school okay. kids are coming to us. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, still. So on uh, February 5th, we're doing three shows for kids in elementary school. Mm -hmm. And they're like little 40-minute sessions, right? Which, given the attention span <laughs> these days, that's probably just fine. And uh, So we'll do like three shows on February 5th for elementary school kids and then on february 8th we're doing three shows at beaconsfield still all at the carriage house uh for high school students mm -hmm. and then at the end of that day we're going to do a fourth show for the public oh okay yeah. and what time is that one that shows at 4 p.m on uh, on, on february, february 8th, 8th. okay yeah. okay so well that's four shows in a day Yes, that's, You're gonna be tired. <laughs> well, also they want me to start singing at like nine forty in the morning. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My pillow wasn't even awake at nine forty in the morning. But that's great. Um, um, what can people expect at the show? And um, are the elementary school shows and high school shows going to be different from the general public, or is it pretty much the same? Pretty much the same show. Um, of course, for the elementary school kids, I may not go into. A whole lot of detail about you know um, you know people who got you know lashed and mistreated. So I, I probably will go easy on that a little bit on the kids, but I'm still going to sing the same music, Good. and uh, um, and then uh, so yeah, it's just pretty much the same show every every time. So um, now, as you're not the only one sitting here with broadcasting school experience. Um, that's something we have in common. Uh, I usually function as DJ in this outfit. Uh, uh, but I thought it might be cool to turn the virtual turntable over to you. So pick one of your songs focusing on PEI Black History for people to hear and uh, tell us why you've chosen it. Well, I would say uh, you could play the song Free Love 
from the last album here. Okay. And uh, Free Love Hazard Allen was her name. First, her name was Free Love Hazard because she was owned by somebody whose last name was Hazard. Then she married John Allen and became Free Love Hazard Allen. Well, she and her husband and um, a good friend of theirs whose name was John Bass, they stole coins and clothing worth about 25 pounds from Colonel Robert Gray. And back then, there were no jails in PEI, so they just as soon hang you as put you up somewhere and feed you. Of course. So the two men, because Free Love had taken the majority of whatever loot and clothing they had, the two men were, uh, were each given 500 lashes and had their left hand burned with a T for thief. Mm. And Free Love was sentenced to be hanged Early example of uh, social justice back then, um, black and white women in Charlottetown all got together and they petitioned uh, Governor Fanning at the time to not hang Free Love. And uh, so he kindly didn't hang her, she, you know, they, uh, but she was banished from PEI forever, and if she returned, then they would hang her. So, mm. um, so Free Love um, left PEI never to return. Except in song. By you. Yes, except in some. I'm sure she wouldn't have thought that, you know, all this, like, you know, over a hundred years or more later that somebody would be writing a song about them. I'd hope she'd be glad that somebody did. I hope so. You know? Yeah, I hope so. You've been listening to Scott Parsons, whose Songs and Stories of PEI Black History is happening February 8th for the general public at Beacons Field. So don't even try to miss it. Uh, Scott, it's been wonderful having you here. I'm so grateful that you stopped by. Thank you for having me in for this. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you. Now listen and learn. This is Scott Parsons with Free Love on iTunes. Free Love, Free Love, Hazard Allen was her name. Free Love, Free Love, sentence to the end. Free Love stole coins and clothing value of 25 pounds from Colonel Robert Gray of Charlottetown to have a speedy trial since there was no jail back then we're devoying Terminer I would soon begin Free love, free love Hazard Allen was her name Free love, free love Sentence to the end Court proceedings soon found that she was not alone Her husband, John Allen And their good friend, John Bass Their offense was clergyable So a bond to keep the peace Five hundred lashes Left hand burned with a Hazard Allen was her name 
chance to be had Free love, convicted Death penalty pronounced A petition to the governor From ladies of Charlottetown Pleading by for her life to spared Asked Fanning for respite Let her leave the island Never to return Free love, free love Hazard Allen was her name Free love Scott Parsons, with a long history of making music on the island, teaching black history of the island via his track Free Love from his 2022 album The Gates of No Return, Songs of PEI Black History. As for Black History Month in general, it has its beginnings in 1926, when the second week of February was declared Negro History Week. It was chosen because it coincided with both the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, but it didn't expand into a full month until 1970. The United States government officially recognized it in 1976, and Canada followed suit in 1995. I'm going to keep commemorating Black History Month here on Altoons, featuring more interviews with Black Island musicians throughout the month of February. I don't know who next week's will be with yet, but then suspense, suspense. As always, I like to provide links to where you can buy music from island artists in addition to playing it on this podcast. I post those links on both Facebook and Instagram. Come over and like the show on both. And I also make them available on altoons.ca. The new site's still under construction, but the current episode and links are always there. All episodes will be up on the site soon. In the meantime, they're definitely all up on YouTube, so if you happen to be listening on that platform, subscribe, would you? Then you'll always be notified when new episodes go live. This week's colorful show-opening island catchphrase was voiced by Trevor Lowe Clements. If you know one, colorful or not, and you want to get it on the podcast, record a voicemail at 902-807-4250 or send an audio file to amj at altoons.ca. Those methods of communication are also how you can comment on Altoons or suggest an artist you think should have music on here. I'm especially looking for vintage island records, so dig them up and let me know. And if you want to actually support Altoons and help me keep the sucker going, become a subscriber on Patreon, where for $5 a month, you will get access to the full video interviews with the artists I talk to. The audio versions which appear on the podcast are edited down. Five bucks? You can barely buy two two liter bottles of pop for that anymore, unless they're on sale. And the island-only content I'm offering tastes a lot, lot sweeter. And it doesn't make you burp. Patreon.com slash iTunes. And thank you. Thank you very much. I also thank you very much if you've been listening to one or all episodes of iTunes. And all I ask in return is for you to go blab about it to anyone who listen. The show is finally starting to find its audience. And you can help it grow by just talking. You do that every day anyway. I'll keep posting and making episodes. You keep tuning in and spreading the word. And we will, as I always say, get her done. 
Musical contribution to the Altoons theme by Kaylin McCauley and John Hashem. Show concept by Rocky O'Neill. I'm Adam Michael James, and episode 26 of Altoons is in the books. Hey, since next week is a Valentine's Day and all, how about seeing what island artists have to say about love, pro and con, for episode 27? It'll be better for your teeth and all that Valentine's chocolate, and I guarantee you your candy heart won't read Forget It Kid like Charlie Brown's did. If you think you don't have somebody in your life to love, surprise, you've got you. So show yourself some love, even if that means be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. See you next week. <laughs>